0: Hey guys, welcome back to the episode. This is a continuation of our last episode, so if you haven't already, go back and check that one out, because otherwise this won't make any sense. (laughs) Actually, probably won't make sense anyway. Enjoy!
1: Alright, Jeremy, take it away. Mm. (laughs) Welcome back.
2: So, yeah, we're going to go with my topic here. I apologize. There's going to be a lot of me talking here for the start of this. Yeah. But I want, we kind of want to, I want to get this think? out of the way because it's a more serious topic. I don't know about the other topics. But so as the date that we're recording right now is uh, July 13th. And a week from today on July 20th will be the 11 year anniversary of of the uh, mass shooting that took place in Aurora, Colorado at the Century 16 movie theater at the Dark Knight Rises premiere, Midnight Showing. So I'm first going to read an overview, short overview of what happened on that day. So on July 20th, 2012, a mass shooting occurred in the Century 16 movie theater in Aurora, Colorado during a midnight screening of the Dark Knight Rises film. A then 24-year-old James Holmes was dressed in tactical gear and set off tear gas grenades and shot into the audience with multiple firearms, killing 12 and injuring 70. It's the deadliest shooting in Colorado by a lone perpetrator and the state's second deadliest mass shooting just behind the Columbine High School massacre. Holmes was arrested minutes later in his car outside the theater and had earlier rigged his apartment with homemade explosive devices. Holmes pleaded not guilty by reason of insanity and was given 12 life sentences, one for every person he killed and also received 3,318 years for those he attempted to murder that were wounded and for rigging his apartment with explosives. And whenever I do one of these things, that's like a tragedy. I do like to read the names of the victims. So I'm going to read the names and ages of the 12 victims that were taken too soon away from this life at that movie theater. So Jonathan Blanc who is 26 years old and I apologize for not that probably anybody that's a family member or friend is gonna of these victims is listening, but I apologize if I butcher names. Uh, AJ. Boyk, 18. Jesse Childress 29, Gordon Cowden, 51. He was the oldest one out of everybody. Jessica Gowie, 24. John Thomas Lemire, 27. Matt McQuinn, 27. Michaela Medic, 23. Veronica Messer Sullivan, who is only six years old, the youngest. Alex Matthew Sullivan, 27. I believe was her father. And I, I remember correctly, he died over his daughter, trying to protect her. Alex Tevis, 24 and Rebecca Ann Wingo, 32. So, before we get into the timeline of this, let's kind of break it up so we can be all more involved. Do you guys remember when this happened, what you were doing, where you were going?
3: I was celebrating because it was my birthday, but I don't remember exactly what I was doing. It was probably yeah, like, not that it matters, eating a Cheesecake Factory or something.
2: Very, very good. <laughs> so it was your birthday. Yes. Correct. July twentieth. So that's why, yes. So. I remember I was actually with my sister and her husband at the time, and we were actually on our way to go see a uh, movie and heard about it. And actually, it was the next day that I actually heard about it, like remembering it because we had it was a midnight thing. But we were in the car and they were talking about this mass shooting that happened at a movie theater. And I didn't even really want to go to the movie theater after that because of what happened. but um, Lonnie, what about you? So at that
1: time, 2012, I would yes. have been just finishing Des Moines College, and living in Altoona at that time. So I don't remember much from that time. So that time period makes quite a bit of a sense.
2: And to some people, maybe this wasn't more uh, a big deal. But when stuff like this happens to me, it really sticks with me. Well, and in, it's it, it's not it doesn't
1: have a lot to do with not the seriousness of the shooting. It just happened to be with where I was at that point in right. my life at the time. It's a lot of that section of my life. I choose not to remember. So. Yeah. I don't think I
3: heard about it until like a day or two afterwards. Cause I did work at the world Herald at that moment. So checking the cover stories and stuff at the mail room where I worked is probably when I started ingesting a lot of the news. I'm like, Holy shit. I mean, But as far as like the day itself, I didn't even I was oblivious.
2: Hmm. John,
0: I don't know, because I saw that movie on the 19th. So I don't know. I mean, I guess is the 20th, like technically like the midnight part. Yeah. so. So, yeah, I saw an earlier show. I was trying to figure out the time, but Facebook isn't telling me what the time was. But, yeah, I had just gotten out of seeing it when I found out probably an hour, an hour later.
2: Yeah, I know the crazy thing about that is because it was like the release of the movie and a lot of people for movies like that, like a DC movie or Marvel movies, people like to dress up as the characters. So I think that was one thing, too, that I feel didn't really raise red flags to people when they first saw I think there were some people that survived that said they thought it was part of the show because the way he was dressed was almost like Bane. But, and like, with the, he threw tear gas in there first. And so I think people were thinking, oh my God, this is an elaborate show. But then once the shots started getting firing and people were screaming and running, then I think that's when reality set in. But I'm going to real quick here to read the timeline of what happened that night. So at 12.05 AM, the midnight showing of Batman, the Dark Knight Rises and Theater Nine started. The century 16 movie theater james holm purchased a ticket to the movie and headed in around twelve ish roughly 20 minutes into the movie james would fake a phone call making his way to the emergency exit to his right in front of the theater he would use a picnic table cloth clip to prop door open slightly he then would go to his car parked by the door and gear up with tactical gear and a gas mask Arming himself with a Remington eight seven zero shotgun, an AR fifteen, and a Glock pistol, twelve thirty eight a.m., he would re-enter the theater through the propped open emergency exit door, toss two gas canisters, and begin shooting into the crowd. Twelve thirty nine a.m., a minute later, the uh, hundreds uh, began calling nine one one to report the gunfire, and it was I think two minutes call time for the police to get there. 12:45 a.m. Holmes was identified and arrested by his car with no incident behind the theater. He was carrying a .223 caliber Smith and Wesson assault rifle equipped with a drum magazine, a Remington 12 gauge shotgun, and a .40 Glock handgun. Around 2 a.m., Holmes' apartment and four other surrounding buildings were evacuated after learning his apartment was rigged with explosives. And then 1140 a.m. the next morning, two buildings at the medical center homes worked at were evacuated and the ventilation system was shut down. And then they soon found out that there was no harm because it's and I did a lot of what I have going on here, too, with notes I have is kind of the one thing about this that's interesting is learning from it and what's going through somebody's mind in their past, because If you go on YouTube, you can watch hours of interviews with James Holm in in prison, and he will talk gladly about this. He's very monotone, but he will talk and answer honestly about why he did things, things he remembers, and it's just like he's not trying to hide anything, and it's it's really, that's what finds it kind of intriguing to me. Before any... See, I've never really delved too much into it afterwards. I mean,
3: I know the situation as far as what happened, but like, what does he say his reasonings were?
2: So that's, it's a long thing, a but ba- basically to, um, yeah. Thanks, John. He's bitch. I always thought this. I think it's a
0: bitch thing to do. Oh, for sure. For,
2: very much so. He's been very open, like ever since a kid. And this is kind of just a, in a nutshell of all the detailed information about it. But I mean, starting at the age of 11 was when he was depressed, his family moved and they moved about 400 miles. I believe it was to someplace in California and it crushed him because his home that he was at was like his safe haven. And he felt like he was being taken out of that safe haven He even tried committing suicide in the car ride to their new home in the back seat of the car with cardboard, slitting his wrists with cardboard. Basically, he would just lock himself in his room, play video games. So this is his parents' fault. Should have let him kill himself. It's a lot of people's fault when you find out the things. Because he's been very, I mean, the signs were there. And he basically was telling people, even into his college years that for he wants to kill people he told many people that he just wants to kill people no no reason whatever so ever he just thinks that killing people would would help him and that's one thing is when he was in college and he was seeing a psychiatrist he was flat out telling the psychiatrist he wants to kill people and she would not tell anybody about it because her reasoning was he didn't have a plan that doesn't matter. Into in in effect to do this, and he wasn't harming anybody, so it's all just in his head right now. There and is a plus. There's a confidentiality. Yeah, there is a between confi- therapists. And but if it has something to do with a crime, you can
3: breach that contract.
1: Well, you can breach that contract, but if somebody's just danger. being a mental thing and not showing any right right thought, just or because effort how? into it, could
2: you could do more damage at that point?
3: I wonder. After the fact, I mean, does she feel guilt?
2: Absolutely. I, I would hope she would. I, w- I was trying to look it up to see, but I don't. I think she's refused to comment on anything because she the lid, probably. The land check? Land check? Uh, when a crime happens, something? Yeah,
3: I don't know the logistics to a lot of this stuff, but when a crime happens, would a psychiatrist or something have to open their their notes and stuff to the authorities?
1: It They have the the choice to. They still have a Hippocratic Oath to the patient to, right. to keep that. And But the, would a
3: warrant bypass that?
1: A warrant. I
3: feel like that would. A warrant that's court order, you know.
1: would, but the HIPAA laws are still laws. So there are certain things that can be sought after, but there are still some things that are private between physicians and patients.
2: But it's like, to me, it's like, yeah, I know you, they probably have oaths and things and whatnot, mm. but- If you had this gut feeling, and I mean, from the things he's saying, if I was a psychiatrist and somebody was saying this to me, I'd say, fuck all these things, confidentiality and all that stuff. It's like, if I'm wrong, I would rather be wrong than for this to happen. I mean, if the person's going to, the patient or whatever is going to sue because they told somebody, then... I think it would be better to pay that fine or whatever it is than to have 12 people, a six-year-old included, murdered, cold-blooded. Now, as time went on with these meetings, she eventually did bring in another doctor because she was kind of questioning things. But at this time, I think James Holmes was trying to, um, at first, I think it was a cry for help. But then I think he was just like, he wanted to go through with this plan. So then he was putting on a face acting like, oh, he's doing things to change himself and that he doesn't have these thoughts anymore and whatnot. And all the while he was plotting this out, you know, he wanted to like one thing going back to at the age of 11, he started to show the signs of depression and his mental health started to deteriorate. He also tried committing suicide and claimed to see shadowy figures he called Nail Ghost, accompanied by flickering in it the corner of the his eyes. Eye. Yeah. He said these shadowy figures would appear on the walls at night and fight each other with firearms and various other weapons. It is believed he had homicidal thoughts at 10 years old, where he would picture himself killing people that annoyed or upset him. Later on, he would picture killing people that did nothing to him at all. And then, yeah, when his family moved 400 miles away, he tried committing suicide in the back of the car. I was kind of with this whole thing. I thought he was very smart because when this happened, they showed like him in college giving speeches and stuff, and like he went for neuroscience and all this stuff. But doing more research on this, he actually like he was smart to a sense, but he was not doing good in college, which is a part of the reason too. Like he thought he was going to make it in neurology or ne- and stuff like that, but he wasn't passing his test and. A lot of professors after this said that he was very quiet and he wouldn't do the homework and the tests and all this stuff. And so he got failed, which made him more depressed. He actually had to move back in with his parents for a while, but his parents were trying to get him back out. And, you know, eventually he did go back out, but it was the same thing with the schools he went to. He wasn't passing And if you look at the way like he rigged his apartment and like he poured, I forget what it was that he poured all over the carpet, but it was a chemical that when water is sprayed on it, it makes the fire burn even hotter. So had this, the bombs went off and started fires, it would have been a very hard fight for the firefighters with this, with the water and the chemicals. And it's like, so this guy like, he really was planning things out like and I know he tried to plead insanity, but uh, that's why it's so weird because it's like you look at him and like when at the time he did it, his hair was red and he said yeah, like that
0: fiery orange
2: red. Yeah, fucking,
0: that's uh, like burned into my brain. Yeah. 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 Image. And some of
3: the people were trying to say like he was trying to use the name the Joker, but he said that's yeah. not true at all. No, I'm that's sure. just people. It was like two security guards or officers
0: who said something like that, yeah. but it was never confirmed.
2: Well, do you remember, too, like... Uh,
0: he also just got broken up with that year, too. Yep. That was also part
2: of his... Dude, and he, let it go. And he yeah. also emailed his ex to tell her about how he wants to kill a bunch of people, but she was thinking it was just talk. playful talk or whatever, and That's so she crazy. was she was kind of going along That's with it. That's what gets me hot. And, but hot and bothered. I remember, like, the days after it happened when they were showing him in court, he just looked like he was just crashing down from being super high. Like his eyes were wide. He just looked like he was in a, a weird yeah, trance. Looked but like Kurt Angle pretty, an autograph session. Yeah,
3: dilated and stuff.
0: Like, or I guess not. I mean, they were. What the fuck is
2: happening? Mm. <laughs> Pin.
0: Could you imagine seeing a movie in that theater now? It's, there was a time when because this I was about. Like, two I'd be months. like, what the fuck. That, I was. We literally drove through Aurora in that
3: actual movie I theater. All about that, we should have stopped. You talking about in the actual movie yeah. theater? Yeah, that would be kind of. I don't know. It's
0: weird. Like the actual place where, like, hey, the spot feels weird. Oh, because a, a guy protected Some, his daughter dying right here. here. Right.
3: See, I was two months into my relationship with Crystal, my wife, at that time, and like you know, going out and having fun and all this, going to check out movies and stuff. It's like we didn't go to movies for a while, and then like one of the times we went to like one of those eatery movies. Me and her were sitting like in a about a middle row or so, like next to the steps. And like some guy came in and we're like, I I was kind of like already paranoid. I'm like, fuck, man, like I don't want to have to do anything. So the guy is walking back and forth pacing in front of us. And it's like it looks like he's probably just looking for somebody. And then like Crystal and I both have relatively the same idea. So I'm looking at him, trying to watch the screen, looking at him trying to watch the screen again. And then I just sneak my hand up and grab like the, the table knife that's on the eatery. And Chris was kind of like laughing. She's like, I was thinking the same thing, but a butter knife. Yeah. I, I'm like, if, I the, if he pulls out of I'm throw at a theater it, you know? ever since
0: then though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: It's hard to enjoy something. And it also costs the experience. It's like, and this a movie might've been like really good, but just because your attention wasn't lost in that, and it's more around your surroundings, it's like it ruins the whole theater experience,
2: right? Well, John, you see movies in theaters a lot. Mm-hmm. Does this at all affect you? Has that ever crossed your mind? Like, maybe I should stop seeing movies because, especially nowadays, because you know. Well,
0: well I'm the, uh, I'm the kind of the guy who's like, I'm not gonna let one person dictate how I have fun. You know what I mean? Like, so I was going to theaters after it, and but like I said. I'm a little hypersensitive now. I like, I'm always looking at this person. Like, what's this person doing? What's this person doing? Why is that person sitting in the corner by himself? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, sometimes people just want some solitude and whatever, right. but
1: well, it's hard to but get a that, in the middle of a row. That's facts.
0: <laughs> but because of the shit like this, your brain goes other places to that person that's in the corner of the room. Or I remember going to see a movie one time and the exit was open. Like it was open a crack or whatever. And that made me like freak out or whatever. And then I saw a guy come back in with, you know, a broom and a dustpan, like he was just out there cleaning up cigarette butts or so, you know something like that. But it's like your brain immediately goes to situations like this. It's, just, but and it's I, not going to affect. It doesn't affect me going because I obviously I still go, you yeah. know, as much as I want.
2: But. Well, and I'm surprised there hasn't been. And I'm, there are have been other shootings inside movie theaters since then, but I'm surprised there hasn't been repeat people doing the same thing because if you think about Holmes picked this, he picked either theater nine or 10. He did a scouting of this because those two only had one entrance in and then the two exits that were like Behind. up front up. And so like it's, it's shooting fish in a barrel. That is essentially
3: one of the, it's, it's hard. I think I don't. Know, a lot of guys probably have this sort of mentality. Like when you go to a restaurant and you always put your back against the wall so you can see the door or something like mm-hmm. that. It's like even when in a theater, it's like you feel a uh, very defensive or defenseless. Defensive, yeah. It's like unless I'm going to drop down on a – and risk breaking my ankle or something like that on a ramp. Uh, that I beats don't know. the alternative though. True. Yeah. But then you're also a
2: sitting duck when on his way out, you know. Well, and that's one thing that – J- Justin, you – I think you would find the the interview – I think it was back in 2015 or 16 when they did the interview with him in prison – I think you'd find it interesting to hear some of the things he says. But when they're asking him when the shooting was happening, like, could you hear the screams? And he said, no, he had earbuds in with the music turned up full blast because he didn't want it to, he didn't want to hear the screams because he didn't, then it made it personal. Oh, yeah. Would, he didn't, he just wanted to just shoot and like they asked, so you weren't specifically targeting anyone. And he said the he only targeted one specific person and it was the first person that got up and started running towards the exit. And then that's when they he purposely went to them and shot them. But otherwise, it was just shooting randomly wherever. And I mean, even people in adjoining uh, theaters, right. you know, the bullets were going through the wall and people were getting injured in those theaters. Now, how far was he spraying? Or was he spraying at an angle from the side? He was standing up front. By the exit door. So he okay. wasn't like standing directly in the middle of the screen. He was off to the side shooting up that way. And like the if he side just The sidewall tur- would have been the, the back. Yes. Okay. And so all he had to do is slightly or turn to his one. left and it's that would have like, been the like exit. So the yeah.
0: yeah
2: but I, I, I mean, mean, he apparently
0: thought about doing an airport. Yes. But there, yes. do you have that in your notes? Or I am do. I overstepping here? No, I mean, okay. you're,
2: you're fine. I, I He was very specific with things like he so he started writing plans in his journal which he on, then mailed to his fucking therapist mm-hmm. or whatever his failing at school would uh, set as the catalyst for his motivation behind the killings some plans included bombs but thought they'd be too suspicious he then thought about biological warfare but scrapped it because it required too much knowledge and chemical use He ponders on serial murders and would buy a stun gun shaped like a phone and equip himself with a folding knife and go to natural park forest trails and one by one pick off his victims. But it leaves too much evidence and isn't enough kills.
3: if he's worrying about getting higher kills, it's still going to leave more evidence, though. Yeah. I mean, like you have the crowd to try to mask yourself under. But, I mean, like, if you – when people – I don't even know if I want to say something like that because it just gives people an idea of, like, how to do something. So and I Keep going.
2: Yeah. But then the last thing is he then thought about airports, but there's too much security at airports. And he said that they would think it was an act of terrorism, and
0: that wasn't the message. The message was there was no message.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean,
0: he's – Chose a midnight screening because he thought there would be the least amount of kids there. Even though he wasn't going
3: for, like, the whole Joker thing, he was – Sort of going for a whole Joker thing,
0: wasn't he?
2: No, it's more mm-hmm. like
0: Bane from that movie.
2: I I honestly don't think I, he had. I mean, I
0: guess I, you can always compare something to yeah, a comic well, book. Well, Bane villain. and yeah, Bane <laughs> and the Joker
3: have somewhat not motivations, but Joker doesn't have motivation. That's the thing. Yeah. There's no reason he's he likes the chaos or whatever, and uh, an
0: agent of chaos.
2: Well, I think he's smarter than people think. I would. I say also so. think he's dumb too, but. I believe one of the first things he asked when he was, that night when he was taken to to jail and in one of the uh, interrogation rooms, I think he asked, were any kids killed? And then they informed him that a six-year-old was killed, and he did kind of show a little bit of remorse remorse with that, which, I mean, that doesn't say much about him, but, I mean, at least in the back of his mind, it's like... He didn't want to kill kids, but I I don't know. It's, he's very, very, like, it's very interesting. There's, there's a documentary on YouTube that I watched where I got a lot of the information on his backstory and it's very interesting to watch. And they play a lot of video clips of him before things happen, like when he's giving speeches and then a lot of the interrogation stuff too but it's just fascinating the, the whole thing. I, I don't know if you've seen they're released on online, but the crime scene photos from inside the theater, I mean, no bodies were in there at this point, but you see like the seats are just tore up. That oh, just shows okay. you the power behind the, the bullets. There are some seats that are ripped out of the, the ground. It's like, mm-hmm. was that done by people to like protect themselves yeah. from bullets? Oh, There's, creepy things of like the popcorn spilled on the, on one of the stairs mixed with people's blood and just the shot to from outside. Oh, Cause people were trying to drag out bodies through the exit door. So you see all the blood being smeared across the sidewalk and whatnot. But I don't know. I will say I, I did for a while. I didn't go to movies because you know, you're afraid it's going to happen again, but it's definitely, it's crazy that that was 11 years ago because it felt feels like it was kind of just yesterday, but it's another thing of like, man, this really shows you how fragile life is. I mean, right. there was a a girl that one of the victims, Jessica Gowie was one of the victims. She was involved in a mass shooting at a mall a month prior. She was like a TV journalist for one of the news things, but She was at this mall when the shooting happened and she survived that. And then a month later, this happens. And, you know, this is one of the things too, that kind of like
3: crisis actor.
2: Yeah. I can't stand that. When you read about a victim and like their final tweet or post that they put on Facebook and like, so her final tweets read, never thought I'd have to coerce a guy into seeing the midnight showing of the dark Knight rises with me. Of course, we're seeing Dark Knight Rises, redheaded Texan Spitfire. People should never argue with me. Maybe I should get in on those NHL talks. And then it's just like that was uh, within like a, she's a f- couple hours before. She was one of the victims. Sorry, not the victims, but the casual or One of the casualties. One yes. of the deaths? Yes. Oh, okay. I thought you yes. just saw like an injury or whatever. No, 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 no. She was, she, she died. Shortly after this happened...
0: Dude, his fucking photos are creepy as shit. Yeah.
1: yeah. Shortly after this happened, I took a job working at AMC Theaters as a manager.
2: That's right. That would have been... I, yeah. Wow. I didn't
1: even think about that. And uh, the regulation changes and the things that changed at the theater and the, the security things we had to do were Like, like what? Were a... crazy. Like, so the fact that he went out the security door... All the doors, all the doors in the theater and all the security exits were rigged with alarm systems. So even if the door – even if the handle was pushed in all the offices and all the managers' radios would go off, didn't matter what theater it was. It would – theater one alarm, theater – 7 alarm would go off so we would know that door is open. In our offices, we'd have a big board that had the lights of all the theaters. Those lights would go off instantly. If that even got pushed in the slightest amount, that would go crazy. We would have to do 15-minute checks of theaters. We would have to go in and check the theater every 15 minutes. In our small theater, we had, well, I think, how many? Is 14? I think. And on Fridays and Saturdays, we would have three armed
2: security guards. Well, I was going to say, like, as managers and you're walking in, checking the theaters and stuff and something happens, what do you do? You guys aren't armed with anything. You got a flashlight. and Well,
1: it depends on how you how threatened you would feel. Like I said, we would have three armed security guards who would be off duty police officers. If we felt threatened, we would generally take one of them with us. The other two managers were females. They would always have an armed security with it. I would go around and if it was something I felt threatened with, I would get one of the officers. But generally for us, it was just high school kids being dumb. And unless it was a group of five or more, I didn't really worry about it. I would just stop movies. That would be my thing. If kids were in there fucking around, causing trouble, I would just straight up stop the movie, turn the lights on and be like, fix your shit or get out of here. I didn't care who else was in the theater. <laughs> But we had riots. We had a riot at our theater, like in the mall parking lot. And we had to lock all of our doors because kids were trying to break into the theater. And we had multiple shootings in our parking lot. It's just the shittiness of the
2: world. Yeah. I mean, I know the cinematic experience has changed in 11 years. Not as many people go to movies, John. I mean, you, you... Although Oppenheimer, we just got tickets for, and that's
0: uh, sold out, basically. <laughs> three hours. It's also three hours, but it's, like, sold out. Barb. I'm talking about in terms, but, yeah, usually I can go to, like, Transformers, and it'd be 60% at the most full.
1: Mm-hmm. And, John, you go to m- the theater I manage, the Westroads. The, West
0: yeah. the, the Rave. The classic where they don't change the seats. <laughs>
1: Wait, when did, when did you work there? Like 2014 to 2016. One of my good friends,
3: Loy, used to manage over there, too. Yeah. I don't know if she was. Yeah, I think she was a assistant manager or something like that.
1: She had a moon tattoo on her forehead.
3: Oh no, Emma? Charlie I would, I Manson. Remember, I would remember that. She probably covered it Captain up. Captain Planet. <laughs> it's more like a Sailor Moon, but.
2: No, you guys had talked before about the going to that theater. Um, it was they waited six months before they reopened that theater. <laughs> the theaters are no longer numbered. I think they're lettered, or they have like a specific name to them there is a video from a couple of years ago that on YouTube of somebody going into that exact theater and video recording it. And after seeing like the crime scene photos and knowing of the fucking hell that went on in there to just see it quiet and back to its normal state and whatnot. It's just, I, I don't know that I could, and there's mixed reviews. The news story did a, a story on it or whatever, like a couple of years ago as well. And that's mixed reviews. There's people who are like how John said they're not going to let that stop their experience. But then there's other ones that are just like, I'm never going back to that theater. I, I just have the, the horror that happened there. There's no way I'm stepping foot in that theater and they should have just bulldozed it down. It's like, you know, I, I get what you're saying. It but would be creepy as fuck. Yeah.
3: The idea yeah. that exists in your mind. I mean, like we also did the same thing when you find a, a video for the Vega shooter where somebody you rented the entire yeah. the exact room. It's like it is kind of scary to know that this was the room that happened. But because of that idea exists in your mind, it's like you turn it up even more. I mean, the situation was extreme Mm -hmm. and it never should have happened. But I mean, like, and I, this is what I don't get is like somebody who is well-spoken, who actually makes public speeches and stuff like that, who journals, who writes, who expresses himself. But are you only just talking to one psychiatrist or something like that? If you feel like you're not being heard with them, this is something that everybody should know. If you feel like your psychiatrist is not. Hearing you, not listening, not providing the care that you need,
1: get a different one. Right. But it was 2011 and yeah. mental health was being addressed, but not nearly to the extent it is now. And also I can
0: see him thinking the person who's supposed to care about this doesn't even care. Why would anybody else? Care? Right. Yeah,
3: I can see that too. And plus, I mean, not only that, but well, I guess with that, there, his parents himself, I'm pretty sure he felt – like he couldn't even, you know, like nobody was listening in his life. The people who were supposed yeah. to raise him.
2: Well, and I have to go back and look too, but I would hope that after this happened, you know, a lot of times when they interview the family members, they're just like, I just didn't see this coming. I that that such just a didn't, sweet Yeah. Boy. It's like, I would, from what's being told, you knew. The like signs were there the whole time. And that's to me, one of the biggest points about doing this topic is, you know, not that we have a ton of listeners, but those that, do listen, maybe this can spread around. I was like, you need to look for those signs. And he was, it couldn't have been any more clear at first unless he was showing them the detailed plans that he was doing, which if he did that, then according to the psychiatrist and their philosophy, then they would have done something about it. But since he didn't have a plan, wasn't being aggressive towards anybody in particular, they just sw- swept it off as, oh, he's just... It's, it's a rough time in his life. It's like... He's doing yeah. it for attention.
3: Yeah. yeah. It kind of reminds me of the quote of like, if somebody tells you who they are, believe them the first time. It's like, well, mm, you probably should. Yeah. Especially people like this. It's like, it does suck for those who do just want attention and it's not going to go to drastic extremes or something like that. But like a psychiatrist doesn't need to blow it up or contact authorities because it gets more eyes or pressure on them and might even push them to do something. It's like it's hit or miss. The mine is so fucked up. And it's like you don't know the exact levers to pull the gears to to grind to switch. But it's like, eh. now. But yeah, there's a lot of signs.
2: Oh, yeah. Now, there is some like kudos, I guess, to uh, the, the police. I mean, it was a very quick response time. One thing Holmes did was he uh, with the Columbine high school shooting, He did a lot of research on that, mainly for police response time. And he gave himself three minutes before the police would get there. One song? Yeah. Yeah. But the police got there a minute earlier. Who do you think he was listening to? I believe he actually says what it was he was listening to. I fucking should have wrote it down. Is it Disturbed? Mm. But he, I believe he tells that to somebody. But
1: I got a brand new
2: pair yeah. of roller skates. Yeah. There would have been How more casualties, but the magazine jammed in his gun. So he went that's to... That's why
0: everything's online now. Nobody reads magazines. Yeah.
2: yeah. Fucking wish guns. <laughs> he went into the, uh, the exit area where there was like the only light to see what he was doing. And then that's when he... Went out when he realized it's it was jammed. Two and other guns fucking drop it and grab well, another yeah, one. He, the exactly. first one was the
0: first, the first
2: thing he did was the shotgun, and that was only, I think he said, six Five shells. Five or six, six, rounds, six rounds. rounds, yeah. He threw yeah. that to the ground. That's when he switched to the AR, and that's when that jammed. And I and don't lock it. I don't. Yeah. I think then he did like maybe a, 12 to 16 at most. Well, uh, yeah. a car
0: when you should. said the photos, I was looking through them while you were talking. There's like a digital image of like projections of, the, I was like, this Which dude was ridiculous. all over the yeah. fucking it's place, a, man. It's,
2: there was no safe spot in that theater. No, Honestly, probably no the all. safest spot would have probably been front row right in front of him because I, he was so busy, I think, aiming upwards that he probably could have gotten away. But he didn't know Pops. Pull, observe, push, squeeze, get out. I guess three
1: of these jurors had ties to the Columbine shooting too. Really? Yeah. The police response time on Columbine was ridiculous because they didn't know if there was other shooters in the building and they didn't know. They were there. They just didn't actually do anything for quite a while.
0: Juror number 535 was the aunt of a Columbine survivor and juror number 737 was a student at the time and there was also a former friend of the shooters on the jury.
1: Well, how did that even That seems like a conflict of interest.
0: That's what that's what it was brought up. There was the concerns about it, but
2: Now, I mean, I guess Dr. Fenton, which was his psychiatrist. This is how this is Creator how of the drug Fenton. This, oh. yeah. This is how dumb she was he that's right he flat out said to her and i quote i want to be famous for killing people but she because yeah. there was no oh you, plans like James. yeah. but it also brings me to the question how can somebody how can a lawyer defend somebody that's obviously guilty like this guy yes he said not guilty because of insanity but that's basically he's still admitting he did it He's just saying he was not in the right frame of mind when he did it. But it's like, I don't get the lawyers that can defend scum like that. How do they don't, you, how they do you don't live with the yourself?
3: They look at the money, not the morality. Yeah.
1: They yeah. don't. In a, in a situation like that, he he was setting up his defense long before he even purchased a gun probably. He'd been talking about killing people and his thoughts to his therapist long beforehand setting up his insanity plea. Because the the average person who's insane has no idea they're insane. They right. never right. plead insanity. They would never know they're insane.
0: William Reed declared him legally sane. Mm. Mentally so, ill, but legally sane.
1: Yeah. There's a big difference so between he, yeah, mentally ill and He knew the consequences insane. and
0: actions of his... Because he even called a hotline to try to have somebody talk him out of it, but apparently he was disconnected after nine seconds of the call.
2: Yeah. That doesn't count. Mm. Tell me to you know. No, well, that, you suck. <laughs> that's the thing. I think that the guy that's interviewing him in prison said that he's just like, had the call not gotten disconnected, would this have changed anything? And he, I think he answered, yeah. Well, yeah, it he was probably uh, never would happened. According
0: to this, it says he called to try to have somebody talk him out of it, just anybody talk him out of it. I would just call a random number.
1: Hey, hey man, how I'm about you? to shoot some motherfuckers yeah. yeah. Well, why are you calling Do me? Do you not is not it? like
0: the dark night? It, is it
3: me or nobody answers anymore unless no, you I give don't a want message? Me.
2: Now, one cool thing that Christian Bale did after this happened is he went to the hospitals where a lot of the victims were and visited them because of the tragedy that happened. So it's just like, you know, I don't know how I would feel if I was a victim. Like, yeah, it'd be cool for him to be there, but it's just like, I don't think that would... I don't think that would help any with, like, the shit that's going through your mind and what you had gone through and what you're gonna a, going to be going through. it's still nice sure. Yeah. 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 Where the really fuck were you, life. Batman?
0: Yeah. yeah. How come you didn't late? save him, Batman?
2: But, so yeah. Batman
0: gets fucked up in that movie. That's,
2: I, I honestly, I still have not seen that movie all the way through. And it's not because of this, uh, but. In
1: darkness it, was the right.
2: third Was the Dark Knight Rises the third one or the second Yes, one? it was the third, the third one. <laughs> but the dark knight is the second. It's yeah, the that's uh, uh that's all that movie. I have on it. I just, you know, with it being the 11 year anniversary July 20th, it's um
0: that is kind of weird that Oppenheimer comes out next week, Nolan's another Nolan film. Yeah. Well, oh.
1: did the- you know wow. the Manhattan Project and the Barbie doll came out like the atom bomb and the Barbie doll came out on the same exact day? Both will well, next knows. week. Well the movies are coming out but on the, same the, day, the original think? the atom bomb and the Barbie doll came out like the day the bomb exploded on Hiroshima and the Barbie doll they came out on the same day.
2: Seriously? Yeah. Wow. That is kind of crazy. I also learned that, that there what, was two
1: they,
0: they kind of did that on purpose with the movies too.
1: There was two atomic bombs. I didn't realize that. It was really off topic, but I didn't know we dropped two atomic bombs. I thought we just did Hiroshima but did Little Dog you know the- a little boy and Fat Man. Yeah. Did you know the little
0: interesting thing about that with Air, when we saw Air? Yeah. How Michael Jordan wore two numbers in his career, 45 and 23, and that movie came out on 4, 5, 23. They didn't know that until like a month before it was coming out. There, It was like that's purely quint- coincident. Wow. Yeah. Like That's kind of cool. <laughs> it is. Talking about movies and whatever, but... My topic kind of has to deal with Barbie, so my stay top- tuned for that.
1: My topic kind of has to deal with this topic a little bit. What
0: the fuck? Well, Justin's my topic. topic at, well, yours is movie, so yeah, it's, I guess they're all kind of. Huh. do
2: well, you know. What a quinky dink. Just like the things we mentioned a minute ago. Did we do it on purpose? Let us know in the comments below. And my birthday. <laughs> Nobody is cares about seven your goddamn days. birthday. You're over <laughs> oh. 30.
1: Damn <laughs> it. You're not 50 and you're over 30. Go fuck yourself. Yeah,
0: exactly. Nobody gives a shit for 20 years about your birthday.
1: Love me.
2: <laughs> when you Wait, get, when you this get your, is call out for help. We should. When you get your when's Lonnie's AAP. Lonnie's birthday? When
1: you get your AAP card, what? when's this come out?
0: Uh, Probably like in.
1: My birthday's matter. in August.
0: Why are you gay? <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting. I knew you were about to hit that. When is your
1: birthday? August. Nobody cares because you're over 30. <laughs> I'll be 40 next year. You're
0: fucking old. So I'm you. 40 this year. I'll say you're 40 this year. I'll Damn. be 40 in two years.
2: And I'm still hanging out in Justin's basement <laughs> recording shit. And having a Trying blast get, doing it. Try, okay. So, Except for this topic. You're really Debbie Downer. Yeah, right thanks now. for
1: starting us out on a down It makes me mad.
0: Because there was so much oh, negative God, backlash sorry. to the actual movie, which really had nothing to do with right. the shooting at all.
2: Well back first, red. But that's the thing too, he dyed his hair red and it's like orange. the Joker's green. <laughs> exactly. That's why and the it's Joker's like, not even in that movie. Should have
1: been. <laughs> he should have been, ass. but he
0: died. Uh not in a shooting.
1: If you enjoyed this podcast, well that's not all. Stay tuned next week for the continuation of this episode. Whenever these things come out. Shalom.